Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff text me 949-415-6256 please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book the comprehensive guide to clinical research it's been selling really well getting very well received by the community thank you guys so much for that also check out the youtube member page join this channel to get perks that's my youtube uh, membership it's 10 bucks a month you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Guru Nation, welcome back. We got a very special guest. It's Diana Cabrera. Uh, is that how you pronounce it, Diana? Or is it, how do you pronounce it? Diana. <laughs> Diana, see? I got it right, yeah. guys. Uh, Diana Cabrera, she's a CRC, the Clinical Research Coordinator Academy graduate. We have her on. We have Monica, who's the program director and the instructor. Very hands on. I got to say, Monica. First of all, a couple of things. Number one, I need to be more involved with CRC Academy. Number two, maybe during internship. Number two, I think we need to integrate the internships between CRA and CRC so they interact. That was a genius idea. And number three, I watched your recordings yesterday. On They're like some of them are two and a half hours of Monica lecturing. Oh, my gosh, guys. So I don't know how you do it, Monica, but you did a great job, at least on the two replays I saw yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> so introduce Diana. You keep talking like so, so many good things about her. Like I'm convinced already. I'm sold. But what is it about Diana that, and then we'll ask her directly, but what was it that you saw in her, you know, immediately and then throughout the course? Okay. So first of First of all, Diana, when Diana uh, contacted me, she was still living in Ecuador, right? So, uh, so she was committed to complete the class in a totally different time zone, totally different uh, language. Obviously, her maternal language is Spanish. And, and she was willing also to, um, obviously, her idea was to move to the United States since the beginning because she, that's, that's, uh, that was on her plans. Uh, but just keep in mind that she's a doctor. So she was going to live 
basically all her career and everything there to come to United States and become a clinical research coordinator to give a better future to her children and her family. Uh, but the, the, the great thing is that uh, a lot of doc- a lot of doctors from overseas they don't know about the opportunity they have in research, and she found it even before she was here, even before she was. Uh, I mean, uh, in United States, looking for what to do in the meantime, what she got her accreditation, right? So uh, I think she had a vision <laughs> since the beginning. She knew basically uh, what she wanted to do. She was doing research before she actually got uh, into the Clinical Research Coordinator Academy. And, and when I say that, is she was researching what was best for her profession here, how could she use and, and make it the best out of it, right? Uh, so um, I leave you with her. Her story is, uh, I think, is a very um, um, motivating and also uh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> so Diana. I love, I love the international medical graduates. So Diana, yeah, welcome. Thank you. So when did you... Being a doctor in Ecuador, you know, how do you just get the idea, okay, well, maybe I'm going to go look for opportunities in the United States. Like, when did you think about that? And did you think about research at that time? Or was it just more general idea? Yes. Actually, since I was in university, I was um, part of studies. I, I got publications in journals from in United States, Mexico. Chile, Ecuador. Um, I was really interested in research, but I was not a focus on what was the, the goal. So when I saw Ashley, that was the first person I contacted, uh, she told me to talk with Monica. And I think that was the way, the path that opens the, the doors wow. here in this country. Actually, I'm really, really, uh, I appreciate the, he- the help of both. Because uh, I arrived July 19th and August 16th, I got a job. Okay, so it is really, really amazing how the experience I got, the knowledge I got, the, the skills, also the abilities I got, I could put on in this um, site. And I am working on it. I have been given feedbacks, very good from my boss and from the monitors. So I really appreciate that help and all the knowledge I got from Monica and in the academy. So you got a job oh, in a month. You. you got a job in one month uh, as a coordinator at a site? 28 days, actually. 28 days, you got a job <laughs> as a coordinator. But what did, you, what did you do to get that job? Like how a lot of people are watching and saying, well, I've been trying for 98 days and I still don't have one. What did you do that's different, maybe? Well, I can say it, it is really important. I got some a license like medical assistant, EKG technician, phlebotomist. I draw blood right now. Um, I have my certificate from the academy. And well, I am bilingual. And also the communication skills are really important in this, um, in this type of, of work. Um, and then the point is that there is a lot of work, a lot of positions. Uh, I'm really um, impressed because I have been contacted 
several times, but actually I usually call to Monica when I'm going to make a change, when I need an advice, I need to talk with her because I know and I feel she's going to give me the best advice for my career. Oh, thank you for your trust. <laughs> so you've been now it's uh, February. So you've been a coordinator now for about six months, right? More or less. Correct. Correct. And six you've, months. you've probably experienced a lot already. Like how, how, how many studies do you doing and what is your day to day like maybe? Well, right now I'm conducting three studies, hypertension a, with the same drug, IP drug, and also a COVID study. I'm like the, the, the one that is leading the, the studies, but I have been monitored um, and there have been a lot of good uh, feedback, uh, no big deviations, um, and actually learning about them is really, really interesting and putting all the details all the recommendations they gave to me in the in the next visits of the subjects is the key. It must be interesting for you to go from published a published doctor, a published writer doing research in Latin America and then coming here and seeing like being on the other side doing the actual clinical trials. You've kind of see the full spectrum, right? Of of research. What do you think, like, how has your perception changed? And you were an experienced researcher already in Ecuador. You were doing research, at least at least you were publishing uh, articles. So uh, what was your perception of research at that time, clinical research versus now? What, what is your, what are your thoughts on this? This is the other side of research, because I've been the one that have been writing. I've been the one that have gone go to the street and, a look for peoples, for subjects, for the studies. But right now I'm the one that is putting a interaction with the people, giving the IP, a training people. So I, I as Diana, um, being in both sides, I prefer this one because of the interaction. Usually I have, um, I don't like to stay in the desk. I like to be in the, with the subject and training them how to take the IP talking about them, the other bands, and letting them know that they can trust me. Anything happens, they can call me back and they have a, like a, a friend. So they don't have to be afraid about what's happening. If I can help, I can I do and give my best. So actually, I prefer this side of the, of the research. Um, although, you know that when you make publications, your name is on a paper, right? Yeah. But actually here, this part is where you see when an, when an IP, when a new drug that is going to go out is really making the, the, the process, uh, is really making everything in the body, how is it reacting in the body of different types of subjects because of the diversity we have in this site. So it's really, really interesting, this part of the research. I prefer this one, and I will stay in this one. Wow. And, yeah, there's a lot you can do. I mean... I talk I, lately. I've been doing a lot of videos for international medical graduates. One of my hopefully soon to be employee here in Yuma, Arizona, is a is a doctor from Mexico, and he's a medical assistant here in at an urgent care. But Jaime, who's my nurse practitioner, he works with him. He told him about research, 
And I'm going to send him this video. So hi, Antonio Torres, uh, Dr. <laughs> Torres. Hopefully you're watching this and you have Diana here. You can see, you know, from Ecuador, same thing. What was your, did you have a specialty in Ecuador or were you family medicine? Well, I, I, I am a generalist. Also, um, I got a master's degree in healthcare management. I recently uh, graduated from it from an accredited uh, university with a double ACSB accreditation. Um, I think um, it does. It is not a waste of time this master's degree because I have a lot of skills, communication skills, um, numbers of, of skills. You know the the part of management. So I, I I think really think that I have like a whole a whole knowledge, a lot of um, devices, a lot of skills, so I can put on research. So Diana, you, would you would you ever consider opening your own business, like your own clinic? Actually, that is um, really interesting. I was thinking because you usually tell me why not. So I was I was looking and saying, how can I do it? I'm new in this country. I don't have a lot of money. Um, so how can I do it? So when I talk with Monica, Monica says, it's easy. Don't worry. So when I, when I listen to that words, that sounds I really like Monica. think why I'm getting complicated. <laughs> why? So I, I will. I will. I would like to. Um, the point is, as Monica usually told us, you need to be allied with a physician and that's it. That's it. And then you can go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know Monica, I used to always ask people that too. Cause I think it's, uh, I think like we having done it, we see it as easy, but you know, others who haven't done it, they see it as intimidating and depending on where, like what kind of clinics they were at. I mean, uh, the bigger the clinic you work at, the harder it seems to be to do this when in reality, it's not that difficult. But Diana, uh, what I was going to ask you was, so you, you came to the United States, July, 2021. Uh, you got a job August, 2021. Uh, you did the CRC Academy around the same time, right? So why take the class if you already get the job? What, uh, what was the reasoning there? Actually, I took the classes. I first started the classes and then I got a job. Oh, one okay. of the questions, yes, one of the questions I got in the interview is, do you have experience in CRC? Oh, yes. Right now I am in, uh, in academy, getting all the knowledge, all the skills, where to, to search for clinical trials. Okay. So that was really important for them because I got a, an interesting question. And I got it in my heart when uh, the CEO told me, what you have, you can give us. Mm-hmm. In all my interviews I have of work, I never got that question. So I only told, told him, I can give you working in team, discipline, hardworking, giving the extra miles, putting all my knowledge from the academy, from a master's degree, from a medical degree. That's what I can offer you. And yeah, and then the same day they told me, okay, we will confirm you tomorrow if you can come on Monday. And in the afternoon, I got the, the acceptance and they told me, come, come on Monday. You're going to be. Of high. course, of course you did. That's awesome. So, okay, that makes sense now. Cause I was like, why, 
some people still do. They get hired and then they take the class. But in your case, you got hired during the class. Uh, amazing. What week were you in when you got the interview? And then approximately like what week of the class were you in? In the week four or five. Okay. So about halfway through. That's awesome. Yes. And see, IMG, you guys have, it must be, I know the patients or the physicians, like the PI, when I use, when I work with PIs, they, they love study coordinator that are international medical graduate because they know they're doctors like this. We can talk the same language, basically, just because you're not licensed here doesn't mean you're not a doctor. So they respect it. And they, they know that, okay, if the PI, they're the ones who are supposed to have oversight, but they know that if they, they have an extra set of eyes, basically, as a coordinator who understands maybe probably a lot more than what I would do as a coordinator, understand more of the clinical things behind what's going on, maybe contraindication or side effects or just stuff like that. So it's very helpful, I think, from PI perspective to have an international medical graduate, um, but also from must be from the patient perspective too. I mean, do you do you let them know that you're a foreign trained doctor, or does that not really come up in your conversations with patients? Yes, there sometimes there is that time to let them know that I'm from Ecuador. Sometimes there is not the time, but I, it is really interesting having this background. It is a plus, but it is not essential. Um, actually, because I have seen um, or evidence, like, for example, uh, symptomatic bradycardia, um, and I let this, the PI know about it. So it is really, really interesting to have this background. But as I say, it is not essential. A CRC can also be an engineer because here is a case in my site. And she right now was a CRC, and then she is the manager from the regulation department. So actually you cannot um, feel like sad because if you don't, you don't have the nurse background or the medical background, no, it's not essential. There's always a pro, pro and con to any background. Nobody's perfect. And there's always pros and cons to all kinds of backgrounds. Uh, wow. So what, then what was your experience like? Did you finish the class or since you got the job, you just quit and you failed? <laughs> no. There is discipline. We are we are taught we are taught to have discipline. Be continuous. I have two kids, so I had to to be with my kids to be try to be the best in the class. Usually, I remember the words of Monica: patient safety, patient safety. So usually, when I see my subject, that the subjects, um, the patients, usually that that the words are in my mind. Um, if there is something that can affect them, if there is something that can put in, in, in risk, I try to notify. And if the IP should be uh, stopped, okay, we have to do it if the PI accepted. Mm. So I really uh, finish all the classes. I try to be in all the times participating, uh, trying to learn more, asking a lot, uh, writing emails. So because I want to be a good CRC with good clinical practices. Right. Yeah. Cause you're right. Because I have seen, I have, I've employed like probably a dozen or so IMG in my life as coordinator. And most of them are great, but there are some that are like, you know what? I'm a little too confident. I'm a doctor. Who are you to tell me? And it's probably cause I was younger back then. 
who is this guy to tell me what to do if I'm a doctor? And that, you know what, sometimes it doesn't work well that way. So it's all about attitude as well for IMG or for anybody for that matter. And by the way, that's patient safety. If you guys ever have a job interview, right? Ever get a job interview and they ask you a question you don't know how to answer, make it flip to patient safety somehow. Anything, almost anything can can apply to that. And no one's going to argue with you on that either. Yeah, and uh, um, and I, I wanted to mention that, um, uh, like like Dan was saying, that some students after they get a job, like in let's say week two, week three, week five, they just stop finish uh, the the class. And I will say that at least eighty percent of them regret it because uh, because what happened is all that. Uh, knowledge that they needed to have to make their life easier while, while they were practicing as a clinical research coordinators. Uh, now they have to experience it without that uh, foundation, right? So they, they, may get, they might get trained, but they get trained only for that specific organization. And sometimes, um, sometimes not all the organizations are Uh, giving you the details or is not the training is not as detail oriented and and you miss a lot of this important information so the, uh, uh, so I recommend that students don't uh, please finish it because if you don't finish it more likely you're gonna end up uh, regretting it <laughs> no that's a good point because we do have especially in the 2022 there's a lot of activity in the job market and Yeah, I mean, just take, you know, if you get the job, that's great, but take, uh, continue the class uh, is Monica's point if you take it. Uh, Diana, we have your LinkedIn profile here. Do we put it, do you want people to connect with you? Yes, of course. Okay, I have to ask permission. So, all right, people are going to connect with you uh, on LinkedIn. Six months into being a coordinator, what's the most difficult thing you've done? The most difficult thing is training, retraining the subjects. Because I say something, then they come to the next visit and they say a message totally different what I gave them. So <laughs> it is a challenge. For me, it's a challenge. Sometimes I said, what can I do? So the subject, the, the, the patient understand what should he do with the IP, for example. So that is a really challenge for me. And usually the solution for that is retrain and retrain every time the subject comes to each visit and actually make questions, make questions to the subject to see if they are doing the exact things I, they were told to do. Mm-hmm. So there you can see if they are doing good or they are not doing good. And then I retrain. That's good. That's I like that. That's basically the process of consent. People say, and this is completely true. Informed consent is never over. It's a process. Every visit, whether or not there's a new form, it doesn't matter. You're re-educating the patient every time about the study, whether it's IP compliance, whether it's compliance with their diaries, whether it's compliance with anything else, with their visits, right? It's always retraining the patients. That's a good answer. Patient-centric, very patient-centric of you. Um, And and Sorry, yeah, that, no, <laughs> and I wanted to mention that also uh, uh, the patient, the patients need to, I mean, are educated to report adverse events 
and uh, and and to bring the back the the container of the IP. Uh, so that's that's part of the training that sometimes uh, is missed. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about interacting with monitors? How have you? How has that gone for you? Well, it is a blessing. Usually having um, usually being much better by here. She's telling me this is a career. Uh, you just have started, um, and there is a lot to learn. You are, I know, and I'm aware. I'm a generalist, but I I like it. I'm looking at different departments. Uh, so actually, I'm like deciding where to go. Um, yesterday, I was talking with her. I was um, asking her for advice. So what can I do next? So she usually give a great advice um, and usually always recommends the best for, for everyone, for me at least. And usually is aware of patient safety, uh, that the, GG, the good clinical practices are being applied, um, the HIPAA also being applied, everything should be as it should be. So that's nice from her. You must have a good one then. Some of them are good. Some are not so good. Majority are good, but there's some, there's a few that are not so pleasant. You'll see them. You'll see them too eventually. Uh, it's just part of the job. Um, uh, have you, have you ever used uh, the Spanish while working there with any patient? Spanish here. 80% of my time. I have to do it in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Um, well, I have been 20% of English, 100% English. Um, it is really nice interacting in both languages. Um, it is like, it is a plus um, having these both languages. Um, actually, they feel okay. Um, hearing this side, most people speak Spanish. Um, and usually we have people from another country that just Spanish. So they feel okay. They feel at ha like in house, like in their countries. And for me, I also feel better <laughs> speaking in Spanish. But if I had to do it in English, no problem. And they feel great. And I feel happy because I'm like practicing what I have learned for years. So what is is that what is the best thing a person can happen is that applying all the knowledge they have got since they are they were a child. That's awesome. I need to read if when you get a chance, I, I have you on LinkedIn. Now, everybody go connect right now with Diana on LinkedIn. You, you get a, a networking, guys. It's all about networking. Um, please, Diana, when you can send me a link to the article you published or one of the articles you published so I can read it. Uh, I'm trying to get more into science now. Science minded. Now that Monica and I are interviewing biotech executives, we got to know what we're talking about a little bit. So We'd love to learn from you. It's awesome that you are a published uh, researcher uh, in our academy. That's awesome. So thank you very much, Monica, for arranging this and for Diana for coming on. Everybody connect. Any last advice from either of you guys? Maybe one cliffhanger for both of you for Guru Nation. Something that you want to tell people. Ad motivation for somebody who's like Diana maybe like a year ago or Monica, same thing. Both of you guys, let's go, let's motivate people or 
maybe you're going to warn them about something. I don't know. Anything you want to tell Guru Nation? Well, I just can say that there is something for each people. And this is another opportunity for people that wants to come to this country to do research. This is the opportunity is clinical research coordinator is a great position. You have a lot of interaction. If you like to talk too much as me, you will like the position. So try to go through the academy. It is a good way. It is the path so you can get a job. And you can, if you have a family like me, you can understand what I'm saying. I have a job. I have a job in my healthcare. And I'm really, really blessed to the academy, to Monica, to Dan, to Ashley, because they were the ones, the connection that I got to get my job. And so my child, my children can have food, can have, can go out. Actually, I'm really, really blessed uh, because of this opportunity I got. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I know I have yeah. a lot to go, a lot. That's beautiful. I want to add that you also, you have research experience now. Like, I think it's like 95% of U.S. physicians, they don't know anything about research. So you're ahead of even U.S. licensed doctors when it comes to your knowledge now. You have knowledge from the clinical side, medical and clinical research. So I think that's awesome. You're ahead, ahead of the curve a lot. You're in rare air. Monica, cliffhanger i know you and i can do a podcast right now but advice for maybe somebody's considering crc academy and they're like well i don't know i mean diana you know she's she's a one of a million she's a doctor from ecuador it's not me you know or i don't know you talk to crc potential students all the time what what advice you have that was exactly what I was going to uh, to go into. Ah, I got you. <laughs> because, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> because this, I mean, if if somebody is considering to go in this direction or to break into pharmaceutical industry, uh, I mean, uh, don't like uh, uh, like Diana was saying. Don't hesitate. This is in research. We have opportunities for everybody, for everybody. The, the important thing is to put your faith in it, right? And, and then uh, with the academy, the, the benefit about joining the academy is that besides having that interest in the industry, now you're going to have the knowledge and you're going to have the language and you're going to understand what they are asking you in the interviews. What are you going to get into, right? Because you're already investing in your own knowledge, which just that, is a huge plus for an organization to hire somebody because if someone if they if if somebody that has no knowledge and and uh, um, yeah maybe a lot of interest but no knowledge at all about uh, the industry they might give them the opportunity might but if somebody that is already investing in their own training. Uh, they already know that this person already have an idea what uh, the job entitles. And, and they know that uh, the money that they're going to spend on the training of that person or the startup for that person in that, in that position is not going to go to waste because that person already knows. Rather than somebody that has no idea that maybe start the training and then one month later, we'll say, you know what? Thank you very much, but I think this is not for me. 
So that organization is going to waste money on the training and on obviously time, which uh, and time is money, right? So giving, uh, putting just the, the education part in your CV is important and is and it, and and it can open opportunities. Well, well said, and I know that there's people going to be asking this, so I think that's a good clip too for Ivan for Facebook. Run with that ad that last few minutes from Monica. Thank you guys so much, Diana. I wish you were in Yuma, Arizona. Monica, we'll talk soon on our podcast. Take care, guys. Connect with Thank Diana you. right now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye. Thank you.